Hi, I'm Eric. I'm Jason. And I'm Chris. <laughs> Where I beat it first. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I totally forgot. Mirrors. Okay, Jason, I am I'm 100% saying this. You have to come up with a new shtick for the new year. All I do is come up with shtick. Here comes. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't come up with a new shtick in a really long time. You've been milking this here comes two thing for me. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. And good it's been a long down. fucking time. No, it's been. It's been it's like been, six months at least. It's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your arms in the air instead of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, we're gonna get DMCA'd from that horrible rendition. <laughs> if you do, then great. Yeah. I will run to like the hill. That means they like, would have here. to actually listen to it to know what we're doing because it's so bad. It's, the bots will pick it up. They would have to admit that it was almost as good as the original. That is very true as well. <laughs> Which, welcome, welcome to our spoken word <laughs> rendition of Bare Naked Ladies songs, everybody. <laughs> All right. William Welcome. Shatner does Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, oh, I get that. It's been one week since you looked at me through your arms <laughs> into the air and said, I'm crazy. <laughs> there you go. See, <laughs> Jason is clapping. Bravo. You can't Bravo. hear it because NVIDIA broadcast yeah. is too good, everybody. But Jason yep. and Chris were both applauding that. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Welcome into the Ivy First Podcast, where we talk about video games, video game news, and of course, what we're drinking. I will go first because I saved Do this it. one Do it. for the podcast. I have not had one yet. The Duncan Harpoon Maple Cream. No, Wait, you did two last, last time. You did I did two three last time. time. I did three, three last, time. last time because I hated myself. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'm going to say... That matcha blueberry was a real fucking surprise. <laughs> that was really tasty, actually. I almost grabbed one of those, except for the fact that I have hard alcohol here, too. But, uh, all right, so this one is... Crap, I forgot to look at how much alcohol content it is. This one's only 5.5%, so the others were, like, primarily all 6%. So this one's a little lower. Um, I, I don't know what to expect on this, so... Uh, but that's that smells like maple. I'm drinking a pancake. That's literally what it yeah. is. I mean, usually when they have, <laughs> I'm, when I'm they drinking add a maple, maple bar, actually, matter. I'm drinking a maple bar. That's that's literally what it tastes like, which isn't really that bad. Maybe I don't know. I mean, no. I mean, whenever you add maple to anything, like if you, especially if you had any kind of real maple, it just overpowers. Like it just it matter. is. It is. It's overpowering, and it's definitely like I'm like this is like a dessert beer. This is not a beer that I can have like a six pack of like, oh, no, yeah. I can't even have a second one of these. Like it is very, very sweet, but I do love a good maple bar. So yeah, you do fatty. So fat. <laughs> All right. Oh, and <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> I told Jason <laughs> that I had a special one for him. Woodford reserve rye. Ooh, yes. And so one, it's good. Two, I got it for almost 50% off for some fucking reason. I don't know why. It's like a $50 bottle of, of whiskey that I got for like $27, $28. Holy shit. Yeah. I, mean, I should have bought two bottles reserves. at, at uh, Fry's when they had it. I was like, I was like, man, it's like, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just get that. Like, I'm running low on, on my bullet. I was like, that's a, that's a pretty damn good price for Woodford Reserve. <laughs> and this is fucking tasty. 
this is really good. This is probably one of the better whiskeys that I've had for 30 bucks and under right now. I was really looking for tin cup and they had zero tin cup at fries, which is weird because they almost always have it. Yeah. I haven't seen tin cup in a while. I I haven't even had tin cup. I think since the last time we went camping, Eric, I don't know. The handle, (laughs) the handle of tin cup. I think it was less than guys doing nothing. Don't worry about it. What are you drinking? Nothing. (laughs) Jason, what are you drinking, bud? I am drinking uh, Pizza Port Bacon and Eggs Imperial Coffee Porter. It's got a bacon and eggs on it. I don't know if you can really see that there. And then it is, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I don't even have any lights on it. It's it's your monitor. It's it's your freaking monitor. monitor. Yeah, I have like. (laughs) full sun in my face all the time here when i'm working my all my tan is just from these damn nits um it is a pizza port uh uh, uh porter it is eight percent alcohol which is pretty strong for a porter and they don't have oh wait 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 originally brewed a pizza port uh, uh ob bacon and eggs has become a favorite amongst pizza port fans the unique and specific coffee blend that is used to brew was created by beer buddies at bird rock coffee roasters known as the pizza port blend the mix of ethiopian and samaritan blank beans delivers a fruity blueberry aroma with spice flavors and a blend of perfectly with chocolatey biscuit notes from the beer have you mm-hmm. had this before yeah i had it oh <laughs> All I taste is coffee. Like it, it is, it is very much a, a coffee porter. I, as a matter of fact, I'm curious if this is going to have caffeine in it. Keep me up all night. Oh well. It's called bacon uh, and eggs because it's a yep. it's an eight percent porter. It's got some protein. Like that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is breakfast. Oh god. All right, uh, Chris, I'm you're still on your whiskey. cleanse, right? Oh, yeah, yes. What are you drinking? So as part of my cleanse and staying up all night, and as you can see, I'm. I'm streaming from my kitchen with my fancy fridge. So I had to get the only Halo Infinite beverage I could find. So you're you're in your you're in your your fancy kitchen. Obviously, obviously for real. Yes. But you're doing that because do you have something yes. that you want to, to tell Can us? Can you lift it up and show us? <laughs> <laughs> You did. Look, Chris buy. has an Xbox Series X, everybody. Yes. Xbox Series X fridge. <laughs> oh my God. Look at that thing. Be with lights. It's gorgeous. And yeah, it, it was sounds uh, like uh, a laptop about to explode. Yeah, that's the that's the funniest thing, I think. It sucks, actually. Like, if anything, I, I mean, I almost picked one up myself just because, like, we were talking about what was it, like two, three episodes ago where I was just like, what? this uh, uh, a thing's going to either blow up and be harder to get than the actual Xbox. Or it's going to be a dud and everyone's going to find one wherever they want in like a couple of months. Obviously, they had them for Black Friday everywhere uh, this last. But you uh, knew that they were going to hold back like a good chunk yeah. of them out there so that they could sell them in store. Yeah. It's like the pre-orders. And they didn't were just have pre-orders. any that I saw that was hanging around in the store. You had to go talk to them and they grabbed one from the back. So it was like, it's hey, crazy. Do, do you have these? <laughs> As you're still like, we do. Them? Yep. By the way, it's going to cost as much. Yeah, no. <laughs> it costs a quarter, quarter? No, one fifth of the pro- one fifth. Oh yeah, it's five hundred dollars for the Xbox. Five hundred dollars. That's the PlayStation. No, that was PlayStation has it. The it, okay, it's five hundred for the disc PS Five, four hundred for the discless, five hundred for the Series X, oh. three fifty, three fifty for the Series S, three ninety nine, three ninety nine for the Series S. Three ninety nine. 
two ninety nine. Two. You would think that we would know these things, people. <laughs> we would. <laughs> <laughs> we don't because we have Game Pass, and we're just like, why the fuck will we buy that console now? <laughs> this is true. Hate, this, hate that we keep turning this goddamn thing into like, hey, Game Pass is great, but it's so fucking stupid. True. So fucking yeah. stupid. True. Which I mean, so it's got like two LEDs. You got the top LEDs. They turn on and off to make it look like. The Series X has got the Xbox logo on the front. That okay, so you off. can't actually turn those lights off, though, so that yes. if you're trying to sleep at night, you don't have... You can turn off the LEDs. <laughs> There's a little switch on the back to, no, obviously, turn it off. It's just got, like, a fan just going on the top of it, so that's kind of where it vents the heat and pulls it all in. It's from the top there, so... You hear, basically, like, a laptop working heavy. And so it's got your regular 120 volt, so you can plug in your wall. It also comes with this. Plugs in a different port so you can actually plug it into your car, take it with you. It's got a working USB port in the front to charge stuff. Like how you know, that is loud. Oh my gosh, it? is that it? That's it. I can hear oh, it coming. It's gotta it, be it. It is so loud that it comes through NVIDIA <laughs> broadcast, everybody. Wow. Wow. Okay, so I guess we're going to have to have that thing unplugged for podcasting. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we probably got it right there so we could lift it up. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, crazy. Can you, can't hear it anymore, right? No, we can't. Okay, good. Yeah, because I just flipped it off. Crazy. That is just <laughs> oh, crazy. My. I yeah. mean, it's $100 for a little mini fridge. And if it's, what would you say, a dozen beers, Chris? Yeah. Or sodas, whatever, and stuff like that. That's, beer. I mean, that's beer. pretty big. Beer. That's big. I mean, that's big. That's not like a typical mini fridge. It's not one of those desk ones either that's like, you know, that you see it's like Coca-Cola and shit like that at Walmart oh, or whatever. Yeah. It's not one of those little like cold plate ones. And it's yeah. The reason I didn't get big. one is because yeah, I have, have an actual mini fridge over there, and it holds a hell of a lot more than than. <laughs> but your mini fridge is like one hundred fifty to to three hundred dollars. Is that the range? Yeah, it was probably like a three hundred dollar one or whatever. Yeah. I get. Well, for hundred bucks, you know, Chris has got like a nice little mini fridge in itself. Hey, so it it's counts. just loud. This bottle of sake cold for a long fucking time until I finally finished it during a D and D session recently. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh man, oh man. Okay, Jason, what what bourbon are you drinking? Or whiskey oh, just, or whatever? Uh, yeah, bullet rye. Bullet rye. Can't go wrong. And the combination of the two is actually prime. These two actually complement each other pretty well. It's sad. I mean, yeah, like the sweetness. That doesn't surprise me. Oh my god. This man, this is a, this is a good dessert beer. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> good thing I already had dinner. <laughs> I'm pretty certain that I'm going to be sick of maple syrup. Actually, I'm starting to dull from the taste of maple syrup now. I'm not tasting it nearly as much anymore. So I'm that's... sick of it, and you've just been describing it to me. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time to move on to a page's worth of news. Well, God, it's been a while since worth? we've had. So yeah, if you actually looked at the at the I've been a first podcast notes <laughs> doc, you would see that it is a page mm. worth of news. We'll start with the biggest, dumbest fucking news that there is on here. Only dumb for part of it. Really fucking smart for the other part. And that is 500 Activision employees stage day walkout before Thanksgiving because the CEO. It kind of came out that he knew about sexual allegations for years, which makes us wonder why Bobby Kotick is still the CEO of Activision Blizzard. Even though he lied to the fucking board, they're still like, they were deadlocked. They, or it was like a six to five vote 
of confidence for him. It's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Uh, and I think it was Kotaku. Someone put out an article about like every one of the board members that actually voted for him and like who they were. And they're all fucking money people. Obviously yeah. they don't give a shit about anything else, but money, both Nintendo uh, and an old woman too. Well, okay. Cause <laughs> they're not looking at that. They're not even paying yeah. attention. They're just like, how are my earnings? Am I part of my investment here? They were up. Fantastic. Don't give a fuck. How are your earnings now, though? They're not exactly. great. Exactly. No. Uh, Nintendo and Microsoft both have sent internal memos uh, admonishing what's going on in Activision. However, none of them have said anything uh, out in public. And it finally came out around this time that former co-lead Jen O'Neill, the one that left to go to the, the women gaming nonprofit thing, uh, says that she was only offered equal pay to her male counterpart after she turned in her resignation, which further shows that apparently they didn't get the memo on what it was that they needed to fix inside Activision Blizzard. Bobby Kotick say, came out saying to the board that he would think about resigning if the measures that they've put in place don't work. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'll, I'll resign if I stop smacking no, women on I'll the ass. I'll think about resigning. I'll think about it. I'll think about resigning. we can get these people to stop being assholes. Myself included. Yes. I mean, he's wow. not actually going out and smacking people in the ass. However, so he knew. Yeah about the sexual allegations for years and kept them from the board and didn't do anything going back to what we were talking about before of where they were making them stay they were making people stay quiet during like during the walking out of these higher ups that were like that were actually being fired for these things while they then applauded those higher ups for all the work that they did That's so crazy. they had to sit back and be quiet about the allegations and not say anything about it like HR and the company were telling him to do this. Well, then like, oh my God, he's leaving. He was so fucking amazing. He's the greatest person in the world. He did so many great things for us. We're going to miss you. Instead of doing what you should have done, which is going, he got fired. There were reasons, bad reasons. We can't talk about it. Yep. I'm, I mean, when the board's voting a certain way, your kind of hands are tied and, you know, that'll all come out. I, maybe there's more to this. I wonder if they're trying to like... <sighs> like run something to the ground to like get some hedging out of the way or something like that or they have like some other it could be a cave um we they could be waiting for it Blizzard. to go so bad that they can file chapter 11 and shit so that then uh they could possibly you know you file bankruptcy and then maybe not be able to be sued for all of these things yep. um although your insurance is probably gonna fucking cover it anyways fucking douchebags but uh yeah it's like who knows some of the things that are going on and they, i mean money people always have these big brain things that they've always that they're always thinking of and everything like that when it comes to what they can do to fuck over people so it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case so yeah good Fun. times everybody yeah good times i think I think that's the last of the bad. Now yeah, we're going to get one more bad thing out of the way. Uh, Streamlabs stole marketing and an actual website layout, <laughs> verbiage, and pictures from Lightstream, reigniting a light on them for being a shitty company and just stealing shit and charging people for it. Lightstream is a is a it's a cloud-based setup that allows you to stream your xbox and playstation directly to twitch without having to have a computer 
which works really well. Streamlabs came out with their thing, which Twitch partnered with them to launch it. And when Streamlabs popped up their website, it was literally the exact same layout, the exact same verbiage, and even the exact same photos in a lot of cases as what Lightstream had. And then they apologized going, oh, that was all placeholders. Sorry, uh, this was our real one. And then put that one up. <laughs> Which is great though, because then it reminded- Placeholders. Yeah, in a, in a, oh, is this your first time type thing from the memes? OBS like retweeted the tweets from Lightstream saying like, oh yeah, I remember when we made this open source software program and Streamlabs came out and we're using our name and we we decided to not sue them for it. And we tried to work with them to make sure that everything was going good. And now they've fucked everything over and people still put, uh, so people still confuse us with Streamlabs. We get all these irate customers from their crappy software that is doing nothing but stealing free software and adding a skin to it and then charging people for the shit. Well, yeah, and it was like, they asked us, do you mind us using like the OBS? Like, yeah, we're free not to. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. We're going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Thanks, bud. Cool. Good talk. (laughs) And yes, it does run like garbage compared to OBS in a lot of cases because it does use up a lot more resources because of the skin. If anybody's heard us talk about how shitty using uh, an Android device is that has a skin tacked on top of it, like the one UI that... Uh, that Samsung uses or any of the other ones that have been out there for years, they run so dog ass slow because that UI takes up so much processing power, which is what Streamlabs does. Um, But it also then sparked a bunch of prominent streamers that are on their website, like Pokemon A and a couple others to say, you need to fix your shit or I'm dumping them and and sending you a letter to take my likeness off of your website. which is good hopefully they fix some stuff they probably aren't though um they won't. And people this will get swept under the rug people will forget about it the nice thing is is that i know a lot of people that have finally been like i really do need to switch from Streamlabs to obs yeah. and not support a shitty company that is just writing on the backs of open source stuff and stealing other stuff too but that's beside the point uh so that is i think our worst stuff it's going to good but i'm going to add a bad twist to it <laughs> Apple has announced self-service repairs for iPhones, allowing you, yes, you, that's right, you, to go out and buy parts to repair your iPhone yourself, which is great. The right to repair is a big hot button that's out there. And Apple was like, you know what? We're going to jump on the bandwagon and get right, or not jump on the bandwagon. We're going to lead the bandwagon and we're going to jump out ahead of this and allow it in there. Oh, they're not? Oh, oh, that's right. PCs have been doing it for years. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But also remember, people, that while Apple thinks you're finally smart enough to repair your own phones, they still think that you're too stupid to be able to sideload your own apps onto your fucking phone. See that callback to the last podcast? I love that it it happened, like, within the two-week span, and I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, (laughs) you come out and say people are basically too dumb to allow them to sideload stuff. Here, buy parts. And the the only reason that they're doing it is that they probably have giant disclaimers up on the on the site that are like, actually, no, they probably don't. It's very small ones that say your warranty is 100% voided if you do this. We will not yep. fix anything. We will not do anything. Fuck you. 
Yeah, go fuck yourself because you didn't use one of our geniuses who would have done pretty much the same thing that you're doing. Google it, and then and charged uh, um, you and then an entire you an, an entirely new phone it. for it. Yep, exactly. And you know, I still am in the the hot seat of just like I don't understand how Apple. You know, the jokes of just like this the same fucking phone have been around since the iPhone six. Like it's just like, and here we are, like you know, years later, still making the same jokes about them being behind in technology compared to some Android phones on being way more restrictive, not nearly as customizable, obviously non-repairable until like barely now. And it's just like, how and why are people still just like, fuck yeah, I got to get that newest iPhone. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand that mentality. I don't get it. It's the same thing that I always laughed about because iPhone for the longest time had, uh, not iPhone, Apple for the longest time had the think different slogan and they still used it even when they became the mainstream set and it's like think different like everyone else like you're following the the bandwagon of of like everybody else it's like no no yeah it's better and it's different than what you get and all you're listening to is marketing well, that's what it's been for years yeah propaganda marketing whatever <laughs> yeah, propaganda propaganda is marketing Right. The difference Just, is, know, is that it's marketing with a spin. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to make any any analogies. <laughs> I've already gotten enough flack for some of the, for some of the stuff that I've said on cutscene because the anime post painted a certain person in a kind of good light. I'm <laughs> 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 doing it. <laughs> all right because you love him eric I do, I, I, I do not i do not people no <laughs> i do not all i'm saying is the anime version of him wasn't that bad real life version total <laughs> dick <laughs> hey you know what unrelated happy hanukkah to you all <laughs> <laughs> literally is right unrelated. now <laughs> Yesterday was the beginning of Hanukkah, Sunday. <laughs> I know. What's going on right now? Wait, wait. Yeah, I know because I was out of I was out watching the Michigan Ohio State game on Saturday with a friend of mine and he was like, "Oh yeah, Hanukkah starts tomorrow." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you got to buy you got to give like the presents to your kid now." <laughs> Cuz well, he's he's Catholic or Christian, I forget, but the wife is Jewish. So they they celebrate both. <laughs> I'm like that fucking lucky kid. Except for the fact that Hanukkah, you get like underpants and socks and shit like that for some of the presents because that's actually like what it's supposed to be. Is like certain days are supposed to be practical gifts. <laughs> it's like ow, <laughs> eight days of no presents. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a 37 year old man, I like open up a present. Yes. with new socks. I'm just like yes. fuck yeah. I will. As a nine year old boy though, yes. yeah, so no. I, I as a nine year old boy, I had like two pairs of pants that I would wear and nothing else. So when I would get new ones, they had to be the exact same like look and color that my parents would then knock me out and then switch hot switch on me so that I would continue to wear them and not have any idea. So Oops. no, I, I enjoy new pants a lot. <laughs> we don't have to do that. We just take the clothes out of the fucking bin, out of his drawers. Oh, like, here you go. Oh, <laughs> like, all right, boom, yeah. done. <laughs> done. They're gone. Here's your new ones. Have fun, dude. <laughs> the the hole in my underwear grew back, mommy. 
<laughs> it sure did, sweetie. It sure did. The, I mean, thankfully, he doesn't wear through them that quickly. <laughs> that you usually <laughs> outgrows them <laughs> before it, that starts happening. But there are some shirts that it's like we throw them for a second wash. And then all of a sudden, there's a giant fucking hole because the stitching just popped on the side and in the armpit. I'm like, well, good thing that's a sleep shirt. <laughs> no one gives a shit if there's a giant hole in the sleep shirt, right? Right? Right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, next, let's talk about witchcraft, black magic, and voodoo. Like, honestly, NVIDIA has now launched an AI-based text-to-image tool where you type words and it will make an image for you. And it, you can like continually type more words and it will keep adding things to it. And it doesn't look like it's like made up. It actually does a really good job of interfacing everything. However, they also have a tool that you could download on your computer called NVIDIA Canvas, which is straight up fucking black magic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing with it for a solid two days, just sending screenshots back and forth and sending the final images. But the screenshots do it justice because basically you choose between the like 16 different colors which are different parts of terrain excuse me different parts of terrain that you have and then you just make squiggles <laughs> with the colors <laughs> sky here's a mountain <laughs> here's some grass here's a cliff here's a waterfall and it fucking makes a real ass image yeah. so and it's your, scary <laughs> your doodle looks like what, like a four-year-old probably did or something like that like yeah it missed like paint, paint bullshit yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> horrible and it's like Oh, here's like this realistic looking terrain. Yeah, like realistic, like where it's just like this would be like the background of like a instruction pamphlet or something like that. Yeah. For uh, or travel pamphlet for inspirational like, quotes. Look at examples. Yeah, exactly. Inspirational quotes. Yeah, Jack Handy yeah. could have quotes all over the shit, all over the place. Oh take yeah. Nothing like... <laughs> oh man, yeah, get some good Jack Handy quotes on there. The yeah. prob the only problem is that the output is low. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not like. It's not super high resolution, so you can't even actually make like a good desktop backdrop with it. Um, if I go to my downloads, God, I'm trying to remember exactly how. Where do I? Where That's do why I, I said like the background right? of like a pamphlet, because like somewhere yeah. you don't need to like look at high res detail. Like if you had it like in the background of like your D and D character sheet, that'd be yeah. totally fine. Something or... small because the resolution, like it's only a 310k file. Like the resolution well, I mean, for, is not for very now. Great. I mean, for now. I mean, eventually yes, yeah, you're yes. able to make this right. a lot bigger, obviously. But yeah, it's five twelve by five twelve is the output. There you go. Oh shit! It's the image size that you can upload to Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Speaking oh, of, they combining those things is we could make like you know, doing speaking of like the inspirational quotes thing, is putting our Twitch quotes on these images. Go. Oh my god, I don't want to go back through our Twitch quotes and see what that says cuz that's there's some there's some ones that shouldn't be in print. <laughs> it's that's the worst part about Twitch quotes is you like say it and you're like that shouldn't be written down and then someone's like do 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 quote. Quote. Pula. you Pula. Oh fuck. Yeah, Pula. One of our Twitch mods is Pula. Oh, there we go. Uh, quote number 35, I will feed you. I will feed you all day by Jason. <laughs> I, I still will. 
Oh yeah, let's let's see what quote forty two is. <laughs> Bulldog, come look at my butt. I can see my own butt. <laughs> That's by me. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Switch Quotes, everybody. All right, uh, let's see here. My God, Epic acquired Harmonix. Everybody, if you don't remember who Harmonix wow. is. The people behind Rock Band and Guitar Hero and stuff like that. And guess what? They bought them to make more content for Fortnite. That game needs, you know, Rock Band in it. You know, Fortnite Rock Band. If there's any game anymore, like... It's part of the whole metaverse thing. Let's be honest here. Yeah, I mean, Fortnite to me is now becoming, in my opinion... What I think PlayStation at home was supposed to be like with guns, whereas just like a, with guns. I mean, yeah. PlayStation at home. No, that's what PlayStation games. at home was supposed to be with guns. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just keeps adding on more and more crap to it that like dilutes what this game actually is. But if you can keep making five year olds come back, be like, hey, there's something else for me to do. You know what? You're you're winning. You're making money. Who gives a shit? Right. Type thing. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're doing here. Very solid point. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we, we don't know exactly to what extent it is that they're going to be doing. Are they going to be adding Rock Band into Fortnite? Like, who knows? They have in-game concerts, so they kind of... Could. I mean, they do. It's a logical so, step. In-game karaoke yeah, play concerts. Along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, play along in-game karaoke. Oh, play along would actually be kind of cool. Like, play along with them as they perform. Like, there's there's a lot of things that they can do. And again, they're, Epic is also part of, like, the whole... The whole movement of like, we want to make the metaverse. It's like when you have multiple people trying to make the metaverse, that's going to make it very hard for the metaverse to actually come to be because you're going to end up with a whole bunch of different code all over the place that's not going to interact with each other. That could be a problem. But where have I heard that before? Someone else at Epic was involved with, with interactive code being all over different platforms, having a hard time making that all kind of co- cohesive across different players. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder if they're going to run into anything like that again. One Are you actually asking this question or do you remember no. what it is and you're just no, being facetious? I'm being facetious. It's with Epic being involved with in between the uh, uh, Google Play and, and Android app stores, you know, or not yes. Android, uh, iOS app stores. And where, you know, I could see them kind of getting into the same thing. It was just like, yeah, we're making our own metaverse with blackjack and hookers. And if uh, uh, and blow. Facebook wants to be a part of that and blow, well, no, Facebook will have the blow. Let's be honest here. And no, Facebook Epic will have will the have, blowing. Epic will have the Facebook blow. does blow, period. Yes. And you can take that however way you want because it's both true. Um, the the uh, uh, fact of the matter will be that we'll have all these different services and stuff like that, and they'll be spread across everywhere. But at the end of the day, you still want people to be able to access your platform. So it'll be all coming down to who is going to allow who to have what. Can you sign in with your Facebook profile to get into Epic and vice versa still, you know, all that jazz like that. And it'll be interesting to see when they actually do compete. I don't, I don't even know what it's going to be, but until we all get our, you know, eyes replaced with retinal readers and all that jazz like that, you know, I'm not too worried about it. You just have balls on the brain, son. Thanks, Chris, for quote number 69. <laughs> pretty good one for quote nice. 69. That is nice. a pretty good one for quote 69. That's true. All right. Uh, Battle.net was DDoSed, DDoSed on 11.24, prompting the question of what took you so long, Internet? <laughs> I honestly would have thought that this would have been one of the first things to fucking happen. <laughs> but Battle.net actually went down for roughly about 24 hours, I think it was. 
because they got DDoS so hard. You, you don't need to worry about DDoSing a platform that constantly has no problem being down itself by default. Like, like, that's like we should DDoS battle net. You're right. We totally should. Let's jump on there. Oh, it's down. Oh, right it's now. down. Fuck. We can't <laughs> oh, DDoS fuck it. It's down. Can't DDoS because it it's down. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's like the thinker. The thinker. Uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> can't DDoS can't us DDoS. if we're always down. <laughs> <laughs> can't take down. It's already down. Huh? Huh? That's right. Oh, we're two God. steps oh. ahead of you, and two two firm grabs on your breast ahead of you as well. It's great. <laughs> We're already behind you, got in your butt. Oh, booty. <laughs> All right, a, uh... a firm, a firm, calming, open hand slap to the ass. Letting you know that you've done a good job. Thanks, coach. <laughs> Put me in, coach. All right. Which one? It's not getting picked up, Jason, no matter how much you try. And video broadcast is too good. No, 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 Much... no. That was just for your. That was just for your pleasure, Eric. Oh, that, that was just all. my visual pleasure. It was, it was just for your visual. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nintendo is preparing to drop what could be the final Smash Brothers Ultimate patch. Uh, their their official Twitter has said that it will have the final balance adjustment. So now that Sora is out, and that's all the characters that Sakurai has said that they're doing for Smash Brothers Ultimate. They're doing a final balance adjustment, and then that's it. Which is great that it coincides with the first actual sanctioned fucking uh, Nintendo, like, actual tournament. That's not a two-day-long, like, E3 thing. So they're doing a full-on tournament that we talked about before, and I guess they're not fully supporting anymore. What is it with Nintendo and not supporting, like, games? It's Yeah, they really don't. Because... Animal Crossing is pretty much done now. Like they're not doing any more updates or anything like that for it. Yeah, well, it boggles my mind. Fine. Yeah, it just, it's not fine. It, it also boggles my mind that they're like, hey, we're not going to update this game anymore. Oh, by the way, here's this DLC, but we don't give a fuck anymore. Which is just like, mm-hmm. okay, why am, why am I going to buy this then? And then it's just like, and it's not just that game. It's like almost every single game. I mean, once they're done with their DLCs, they stop. Like, I mean... Uh, Zelda is a bad example because it's single player. I mean, there's not much you're going to be doing to really do anything in there, but it's just like so many games are just like, yeah, you know what? We're moving on to the next bigger and better, but it's not like you guys are cranking out shit like so rapid fast either. I don't know. There's just, there must be some reason. They, I think have they like, not first party, from, they like, must Rockstar? have like a core they must have a core group they should learn they... from rockstar actually <laughs> rockstar just keeps keeps churning out like Milk update them. after update onto onto games and they just keep selling them it's like if you want them to be evergreen titles as nintendo calls them then you should keep putting in content to keep them evergreen well, that's I mean, the whole that, reason that's... like that's the only reason that they can that they justify still charging 60 dollars for a fucking game that's been out for three and a half years whereas sony and microsoft all like continue to support some games and keep doing updates, but then they drop them into greatest hits things. I think for them, what they're trying to do is just really drive home the fact that it's just like, hey, remember Mario, the first one in the NES days, where you jump on in there and it's the same great shit and there's no updates for that game since then, you know, and stuff like that. But we made such a solid game that we don't care anymore. That's kind of, I think, what they're going for. They're going for like the, we made this game, we consider this game to be final, print, copy, done. It's art hanging on the wall, Jim, it's done. 
And that's why it's it, it's you, what you pay for all the time. That's not it's really not how things work anymore. Age. Yeah. <laughs> the day and age. And that's, that's yeah. what I agree. I don't think they know what they're doing with that. And I, I get what they're saying with that. It was just like, hey, you know what? Our Mario game, best Mario game I've ever made. It's just like, it's not. But thank you for this Mario game. I'd love to play it someday. How much do you want for it? No, fuck you. <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, it's just like, not the day and age. I mean, if if they were the balls to the wall, if they were like the bleeding edge, like it was just like, hey, this bad boy runs crisis. Like it was just like, we're good, you know, type thing. I mean, obviously I'm just joking with crisis, but I mean, like if it was like the bleeding edge, just out of the line, it's just like, there's nothing else that can even match this by all means. Absolutely. But when it's just like, hey, I remember playing this game 10 years ago, but why am I still paying, you know, $60 for it? That just... Does it bugs me? It bugs me so much. There's a lot of things Nintendo is very, very late to the club on. They were the last Emulation. console to have do what emulation. Oh yeah, that's that's one of them, uh, and that that leads us to the next thing that I was going to talk about as well. But they were the last console company to to get rid of cartridges, and then they brought them back with the Switch. However, there's an argument that really there's no other way that you can have a physical medium for a portable platform than a cartridge um they also have the worst fucking store out of the big three and it's not that it's hard to navigate it's okay it works all right sony's has its days where it's just like it just stops working for some reason on their website but the store on the actual console works great store on the on the switch console works all right but they haven't put a fucking cart in yet Sony, Microsoft, they're like, hey, you want to buy games? Here you go. Like, add these to your cart. Add these to your cart. Buy five, five, six games. You know, go for it. Do that. Nintendo's like, you only need to buy one game at, one, at a time, right? You don't need to buy multiple games ever. This is like, the at only all, game right? you need. Yeah, it's just, just one game at a time. That's it. That's all you need, which would be perfectly fine, except that if you did want to buy three games and they were all the same price, which is what they are, $59.99, you're going to cause a fraud alert on your credit card because that's how credit cards work, people. (laughs) It, It goes more into Nintendo trying to be like the Neiman Marcus. Of, of of stores like you don't go to a fine art dealer and be like i would like to buy eight copies of art please like you just that's not what they're doing they're like hey no picassos <laughs> exactly exactly it's just like you, you just don't do it and then you have like your pretentious little guy following you around with the white gloves being like more champagne and instead though you like have, some you know, uh... instead you have you know the little 8-bit mario jumping around hitting hammer blocks and being like hey you want to do anything with your platinum points and your coins and stuff like that too damn bad we don't give a fuck about them you get a cent for everyone you're an idiot for using these um so it's just like i can see what they're trying to do like they're just like hey yeah you know we get it you're not here to spend all your money on anything and the games you buy you're gonna play and really enjoy like like i feel like that they're trying to be like you're going in you're buying like a bottle of wine and just slam it in front of the sommelier and you're just like oh god no (laughs) (laughs) buy one you go and enjoy it. Don't, I mean, that's not to say that, that when they finally came late to the market with online play and having an actual online system, that the Switch Online wasn't a great value. I mean, it's 20 bucks for a year, whereas like you had to pay for Xbox Live at that point, which was like 50 bucks a year. So they still had a good price on that. And then they shoot themselves in the foot with this fucking expansion thing that they've got. 
for the for expansion four. pass for Switch Online, which is fucking ridiculous. We've already talked about that. It's bullshit. But it's they don't know what it is that they want to do. They're mm-hmm. a very schizophrenic company when it comes to things. And it really shows in a lot of the, the stuff that they've done lately. I mean, look at even the fact, like, we haven't talked about it. Nintendo is closing all of their offices except for Redmond in America. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the, the they, same thing they in Canada. They're closing down their extra offices there and they're moving everything to Edmonton, I think it is. They're, but they're, they're localizing Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Canada into two distinct offices, which has completely like lost a bunch of employees. They had a lot of really good employees that were down in California that they looked at and they're like, hey, you know what? Here's your option. Severance package, move to Seattle, which is getting just as bad as living in California now, as far as cost of living goes. And that's those are the options that they gave them for a family-oriented company. Family-oriented company. Hey, you and your you and your five kids, everyone pick up, move to move to Seattle. Company is a part of that. You're you're not highlighting. Oh that. no, yeah, no. It's <laughs> oh no. I, I I get that. I'm saying for a family-oriented company. <laughs> There's some I mean, really like, bad mistakes going on. The, the thing that boggles my mind the most is just like like I mentioned a minute ago, is there em- the handling of emulation on how piss poor yep. they're doing this. Yes, they brought in some like classics into the Switch and stuff like that. Lottie fucking da. And I know that they have like high standards of whatever quality you want. They're in 64, so emulations say a different thing, but it's just like I get that they're not wanting to just embrace that hardcore. But if you think about it, Nintendo owns the rights to so many old school games. Now with Sega, uh, they, I think they have Intellivision under them as well and stuff like that. They could make like a whole arcade gambit, like go nuts. If they just did even like a fucking Game Pass version of emulation, it was just like, hey, play this on your phone, your Switch or your computer, you know, and that's it. You know, right? You can't play on the Xbox, can you? You can still have your exclusivity and shit like that. And be like, it's 20 bucks a month. And you're going to have 1,800 games that are all ready to go. And, and you have a, a um, Headhunter, like, benefits. Just like, hey, if you find a game, if you play a game, and you find a bug or something with the emulation that doesn't work, submit a ticket to us. And if we can verify it, we're going to give you credit or we're going to give you headhunter points. And you can have like a whole like achievement list for Bounty it and points. all kinds of bullshit. But yeah, oh yeah. You could have like a whole gambit Smack of people on the ass. paying you to fix your fucking emulation. And then you have the golden emulation of where in 50 years from now when all of us are old and gray sitting in like our retirement chairs being like, God damn, all I want to do is play some fucking earthworm gym. I will pay thousands of dollars to do it because I'm old and rich now. Give it to me. You can be like, Not guess what, funny. you dumbass rich motherfucker? Here's goddamn <laughs> Earthworm Jam 1 and 2. Go play to your heart's content. That'll be $5,000. And I'll be like, I don't give a shit. I have more money than cents. Let's do it. And they're instead just be like, no, we're going to release like five games at a time. They're going to be like mostly games you have no fucking idea ever existed. And then maybe one or two of them you'll really like. You'll play for five minutes and be like, that was dumb. I'm glad I don't play that anymore. (laughs) Have the system. Have the company there so people can play it. Because what they want are the games you're not putting out there. You're just not doing it. And it's just because you're unwilling to. It boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. I mean, it, it definitely does. And it, it goes back to what we talked about on the last podcast about how they finally got uh, Gary Bowser 
not to be confused with Doug Bowser, their CEO at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they finally got him and he was, he pled guilty to stealing from Nintendo because of writing an emulation website. But as Jason said about us, when we're going to be old and when we're going to be wanting our emulation, you know who we're going to actually be able to thank for that most likely? Bill Spencer. Bill Spencer has gone on the record saying that he backs the legalization of emulation for older games as a form of, uh, damn it, Preserving I had the word and then it went out, it popped out of my head, uh, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a form of, of history, basically, as yeah. like museums and whatnot. Like they want emulation to be out there. They want people to do it. And they want the older games to actually be done on that because A, the mediums are going to be fucking gone. Like everybody's using a medium discs don't have like an infinite lifespan on them cartridges definitely don't have an infinite lifespan if the the cmos batteries that was in the original nes cartridges told you anything for it that was the reason why you would lose the ability to save because they all had cmos batteries in them which are normally what's found in like a fucking watch or in on your your computer's motherboard uh or your head hearing aid you have those big ass oh they had those oh yeah but those are that's another form of them hearing aid batteries the smaller version of them but like the the standard battery that was in a uh an nes cartridge was a cr 2032 which is the same one that's in like your motherboard on your computer and that's all that they had to store the data but that media is gonna go away it's gonna die we need to have that information stored and Phil Spencer is backing it, which is probably the first big name in the video game industry to actually come out and say it, because I don't even think that Valve is going to come out and say it. Is Gaben going to say anything? Of course not, because I would require him to no. spend more than two seconds on anything. And they don't yes. like three. No, three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no, no more than two. Dude, that will no re- more than that two. will require him you to spend three. exactly three seconds on it. You know that if he yes. spent three seconds on it, he could come up with a solution. Valve could do it, but they just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Sony has finally received a patent for their faceplates. That's right. The reason why they've been suing everybody is because apparently on November 5th of 2020, they they filed a patent for the faceplates and it finally got approved in the last week or so. So a little over a year. So now, yeah, you can't make your own faceplates for the PS5 unless they're different, in which case the dark plates ones are still up. So who knows if they're, if that's valid enough for it. Uh, Let's see here. There are 20 unlisted games that you can play on Game Pass for the PC, everybody. You could go out and you can find them and it's really easy to do it. The only problem is that you have to have EA player origin in order to get to them and see them. Well, I mean, if you're playing any EA game, even with Game Pass, you you have have to have fucking EA play on there. Yeah, every time that I see those... There's yeah, EA but every time I see EA those ones, I look at them. I'm that. like, "Yep, nope, not worth downloading that." Like, uh, EA Play and, and Origin are both so fucking bad, and they're oh, they're, bad. they're so bad on your computer. It is just wretchedly horrible. The bloatware that they are. Um, so yeah. I don't even touch them. But there there are games that are not listed as free. That if you if you have EA Play or Origin on your computer and you want to look at them, you got Game Pass. Go in and you yeah. can find them. They're there. And you can play them. <laughs> and then this article came out. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's oh, the thing yeah. I found out when I went looking for Medal of Honor Allied Assault. <laughs> uh, in, in funny news, 
Farming Simulator 22, 2022, but it's 22, yeah. has sold more copies and has had more sustained players on Steam than Battlefield 2042. God, it's been such a cluster. Wow. It's The game and... is bad. has tons of issues. Uh, one of the best ones that I found, the most humorous, was that they forgot to add collision to some buildings. So yeah, that was funny. If you if you did it and like you can actually see the gif of of them doing it, you you can hide a helicopter inside a building, shoot out at people, like target on them and shoot out, and then like you wouldn't like people wouldn't know where the fuck you are until they decided to attempt to fly into a building. <laughs> Not to mention the whole hovercrafts being able to go up the sides of buildings and so many fucking problems um consoles have it way worse too i mean like yeah. i i'm listening to a bunch of my buddies who are playing it they both still to be fair they enjoy playing the game but there's tons of problems on consoles that no one's covering in the news that is really bad and the pc is just like like you just said it seems to not not be a ghost town but it just seems to be that it, there's just not the player count behind it anymore and like they're just looking at the release behind it i mean fuck since what five I just have had zero desire. Like, four yeah. to me was fun. I enjoyed four. Yeah, four and was good. Going back to one, because they did, they then did Battlefield 1, which was in mm -hmm. World War One, and that was okay. I, I was all right with that one, but four was just, to me, the epitome of Battlefield, to uh, yeah. like, of newer ones. You know, obviously, 1942 and going back in the day, fantastic. But Battlefield 4 was fantastic. But then five was shit. And now this one, I just I just watched them play. I was just like, zero desire. Zero. I have no desire to play this, and yeah, the fact that they're just not putting anything behind it—it's just I'm like, so sick and tired of playing. They have put out a, a. Sorry, Chris. I don't mean to interrupt. They have put out a a plan to fix the issues, but fuck, that's a lot of issues. The, yeah, the, like, these need to be to free to play Chris, until you do. Chris wanted to say. Okay, <laughs> keep sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so for the lead up to it, I'm like, all right, kind of cool, but kind of, uh, and then like. Oh, Portal, that looks kind of interesting, but like, and now everything's kind of, I'm still just like, I, I don't know, if, I definitely don't want to pay 60 bucks for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, that, it just goes back to the thing. Don't pre-order games. Don't buy them, you know, unless you know for a fact this is going to be a thing that you're just going to be balls to the wall on, or, you know, single player games seem to be at least slightly less uh, impacted by it. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Um, but, you know, you should definitely... Like, don't pre-order games. Just don't pre-order games. Yeah. Stop it. Which, going back to the whole EA Play, Xbox Game Pass thing. So you get EA Play through Xbox Game Pass for PC or Xbox, or Ultimate. I don't, I don't think you get with the, the console version. But if you go on there, you can get 10 hours of game time of 24. This is all you need. That's actually 10 times the amount of what you need to realize. It. Which is just like, hey, 10 hours. That's plenty of time to see if you want to drop 60 bucks on it. Plenty of time, time to realize you don't want to spend 60 bucks on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in fun tech news, actually astonishing tech news, Japan has successfully broken the world record by double now for internet speed at 319 terabytes per second now it'll That's only take 50 50,000 years to download all of pornhub probably uh what's really great about this is most tests for internet speeds and data transmission are run over very small like closed off networks that's like just large enough for you to be able to like 
to it for it to be considered a non-internet they did it on an 1864 mile run of cable yeah pre-existing cable pre-existing cable which is insane that is it like, like i said it, it was more than double the previous record which was set back in 2020 and is better than like as far as like metrics go than any other system that's like has been done for all of these which is awesome bravo well not we're not going to get any of those speeds anytime soon but god especially no. here in the states uh, god no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but we still pay out the butt for insulin what makes you think they're going to give us free internet god fucking oh, no they're not going to give us that speed nope that reminds me to, re to re tell everybody again that we blasted through a half a terabytes worth of bandwidth in 24 hours doing our extra live stream on November 6th. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Just like and the then reason Forza that came out and it was like 100 gigabyte download. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'm paying that 50 bucks extra for unlimited data cap. Fucking cocks. <laughs> Fucking All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who out there would like to pay $700 for the ultimate driving experience? Because you can, if you want to buy Fanatex Gran Turismo DD Pro steering wheel and pedal system, which I showed it to my wife earlier. And she was like, why? <laughs> I'm like, well, like some of it, it's like, it's like super over-engineered. It's all metal. There's carbon fiber in it. And I'm like, it, nobody should pay this much for fucking steering wheel for a goddamn game. I'm sorry. Uh, first well, of all, it's a jerk drive, if so it's, it's like Chris, it was just sitting cheap. in the room, not set up. It's actually a pretty good price for it. Jerk drives and, are and not can, cheap. What I want to know is, can you play uh, that mech game with it? What was that mech game that came with that gargantuan ass fucking... Uh, oh, God. Uh, shit battle no um not mech warrior um it was one that, it was made just for it wasn't it. battle tech no it wasn't battle tech it was oh, its own god rigs no not it's not rigs, rigs. no it's, it's, rigs we're talking uh we're talking old uh we're Xbox talking old, old, one old. it wasn't mech assault was it no was it mech assault? assault no i don't think it's steel battalion steel battalion that's it yep yeah. there we go like i just pulled up my xbox mech game controller which if you haven't seen the steel battalion fucking controller who doggy that thing <laughs> you came needed in this. a fucking box <laughs> like it came in the, the same console. size box as rock band came in and rock band yep. had a fucking digital drum set <laughs> <laughs> That's how Same big this box insane. was. I remember when they came in and we got, did we get like foot two pedals. of them at comp? Yep, I remember looking at it. That was a lot. Yeah, we we got foot like pedals, two. Two, two joysticks, throttle, a billion different buttons. Oh, you, oh a nuke you option definitely too. need That's this. Crazy. Oh my nice. God. No, I found, all right, $700. Was fun too. $700 for a direct drive controller, like steering wheel set for the PlayStation or $200 for a fucking railway sim desktop controller <laughs> levers like it's got it's got one two three four different five different levers twisty knobs a shit ton of buttons down below like you want the actual like ultimate train driving experience that thing right there the rail driver usb desktop train cab controller Hell yeah I wonder how much that like that old rig that we tried out at E three like a couple years back where it actually tilted and shit like that as we were the, driving. The Forza one that would be. I don't think it would. No, well, not the They're Forza like, one. No, it was one of the cheaper ones. That oh, was, like, that the, one was fifteen hundred. And that was like 15, no twelve hundred for just the for just the seat. 
and actually right. that was uh 1200 for just the base that actually did the the movements and then you had to have a seat that went with it then you had to buy a controller a, a steering wheel and pedals and i think chris's computer blue screened on him either that or he's dumbfounded by this conversation right now one <laughs> of the two is happening um i have a feeling though that i'm going to need to change my overlay to be a two person any second um but the rail driver usb man that thing it's oh shit it's got a bell it's got an alert button <laughs> bell. oh my goodness this thing uh. is awesome it even allows you to operate the switches for the tracks everybody this thing is great i'm just i'm honestly just filling time until chris pops out of our zoom call so that i can <laughs> can get rid of it <laughs> all right i'm still liking it <laughs> you should look this up this this thing is insanely hilariously awesome like it's it's got everything that you think that you would need for running a uh a, running a train sim all right uh next CD Projekt Red explains the problems that they faced in making uh, Cyberpunk 2077. There it goes. There it goes. Yep, there. All right. Now there it's just goes, two of Chris. us. He's uh, dead now. And spoiler alert, it's exactly what we fucking thought was the problem. At least it's what I thought was the problem and what we've talked about. And I'm pretty sure Jason was was uh, on the same page as me. Is that there was way too much fucking story option. And they finally got into it and they're like, Oh yeah, this one little conversation with this guy that you had to go to like two different places took more to develop than the entire fucking parade that we had in the game. Because it's like, yeah, you have to develop you have to develop all these like textures and everything like that for all the all the items in the parade and all the lighting effects and everything like that. But you have to be able to juggle six different ways that you could press progress about this one tiny side mission. Do you talk with the guy? Do you go with him? Do you not go with him? Do you talk with him, but then go without him, then meet up at a different spot? Like they had all these individual like little things that they had to go through and fix and figure out that that's the, like one of the biggest problems. They bit way out, uh, bit off way more than they could chew with this. And I, I figured it was a, as much. Um, I still applauded them for wanting to take the game on, but fuck. It's still like, a pretty game a too. And it the storyline is dope if you play it one specific way. Um, but yeah, the technical problems, all just like that. And I already alluded to them earlier today about being a big problem of the reason why you don't pre-order. You just don't. Because, I mean, I at least do have faith that uh, CD Projekt Red will uh, continue to work on it and will eventually make the game. I mean, they've made multiple, multiple promises saying that, hey, they we'll sold a shit ton of copies over Black Friday. They, they sold, they and, sold and the like, game we'll for 10 bucks. Yep. We'll make it good. We'll make it good. We promise we'll make it good. Just stand by, you know, and all that jazz like that. And here he comes, Chris. But there he uh, comes. He's coming happens, in. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Chris, back, you had the best froze frame face oh, yeah. that you could possibly have. You looked so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, we talked about it on a couple of a couple of podcasts because it had been alluded to uh, after the last podcast, probably about two days, DC Multiverses is real and DC act or DC Warner Brothers actually showed off video or like footage of the game in action. Uh, one of the coolest or two of the coolest things about it is that it actually includes Ultra Instinct Shaggy, meaning that the internet finally memed something into existence. <laughs> 
And they are going to have uh, Kevin Conroy re- or voice Batman. And I think I remember hearing Tim Daly was going to come back and voice Superman, who was the old Superman in the animated series. Kevin Kevin Conroy is, he's like the fucking voice of Batman. Like, I don't yeah. care what you say. Best Batman that there is. Did all the Batman animated stuff uh, for a long ass fucking time. Just like Mark Hamill is the is voice Joker. of the Joker. Yeah. Like he is yeah. the Joker, no matter what. Like he's the guy that did the voice for the Joker, did the voice for the Joker so fucking long. And he is the de facto voice and of the, the Joker. games. Yeah. He and in the games, the best. I still, I attest that one of the funniest things that I've seen is that com that like animated short that they did where the Joker and the trickster take Mark Hamill hostage on his way to San Diego Comic-Con. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, he he played the trickster in the old Flash TV show and then reprised his role as the trickster. Uh, as It was like the trickster's dad, the original trickster in The Flash, which was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... It looks interesting. Uh, it's going to be free to play, which is like very key. Uh, they are going to have dedicated servers right off the bat. They're not sharing servers or anything like that. And they are dedicating a team for real time rollback netcode and solving any major like delay issues or anything like that for it. So they're, they are committed to trying to dethrone Smash Brothers. Good luck. I mean, it, this would be the time to do it. I don't think, I think, again, we talked about earlier, Nintendo kind of shit the bed on the Smash Brothers thing too, in my opinion. So this is the time to do it. 100%. All right, let's see here. Uh, we're almost at the end. Uh, Hideki Kamiya, uh, the director of Scalebound, finally talked about what went wrong with Scalebound. So if you don't remember, Scalebound was a game that was announced at 2016. Is that right? We were there. 2017? So we had, yeah, we had I'm trying to remember what year it was. Uh, it was it was announced a while ago, and it was like, it was the most American slash Japanese thing that you could possibly find. It was dragons, blonde-haired white protagonist with headphones around his neck, like very- Devil May Cry very, with dragons. Yeah, very yeah. Devil May Cry with dragons with a lot of, an, with a lot of anime flair mixed in. Um, and Platinum Games apparently bit off more than they could chew. Uh, in the interview that he did, he actually apologized to the fan base that was really expecting the game to come out. Uh, he said that they bit off more than they could chew. They'd never worked with the Unreal Engine, and they were trying to work with Unreal. And they had never developed a game based around online play, which Microsoft really wanted that game to be ingrained into Xbox Live and have online play, and they'd never done it. And so many issues on their part, not Microsoft's part. And we've talked about this very recently about weird things with Microsoft and canceling games. Microsoft didn't cancel it. Platinum did. Or jointly, the two did. Because Platinum came to them and said, we can't do it. Like, we are not the company to be able to do this. And Microsoft probably looked at it and said, well, at this point, we can't, like, move this to someone else. So we'll just fully cancel it. Which makes a lot of sense at that point. I kind of really wish that that information had kind of come out like a long ass time ago instead of many years later, but it kind kind of shines a light on some of the things that we talked about before. The game would have been trash anyway. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 passed 10 million players in just one week. We already talked about it becomes best, Microsoft's Xbox's yeah, best launch, best rated game yeah. of the year and not, na- oh yeah, and not nominated for game of the year. Yeah, but Chris, yeah. notice... I didn't talk about the video game awards at all in this news section. <laughs> and yet you had to put a plug in for that fucking yep. Jeff Keeley dick sucking fest that there is. 
No, we're not <laughs> talking about that because the Video Games Awards is trash. The yep, reason why they didn't get nominated is because they're trash. Yep. Highest rated <laughs> game of the year, not up for game of the year. I fucking hate Jeff Keighley. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, uh, I know I like to end on a positive note, but uh, I kind of forgot to do that because I forgot that this little bit was in here. So sorry, everybody. Uh, Halo Infinite Co-op has been delayed until May 2022. That's okay. It, That's it, okay. That, that fucking sucks. I'm going to be honest. It's- it it sucks mm-hmm. because you know i'd really like for them to get game, it right but but in the end of the day you play halo one or halo indefinitely anyway for two reasons number one you're either going to jump in multiplayer right away or you're going to play uh solo and your first couple of times you really want to play it solo first time that's that's really how it's going to be so i mean it being delayed understandable it being delayed till may that does suck I, I hear you on that. However, this is a very open world set. Like I was actually kind of looking forward to running through the story with somebody else, like two or three other people and like playing through and having fun and doing it. And then they can jump in and help out and we can do all sorts of other fun bullshit that's going on because it is an open world. Like I was really and hoping that that sandbox was going to was going to be there. Re- Reach us. Reach was built with that idea without it being open world. And I don't know. I mean, that's just our play styles, I guess. Because when it comes to like, if, if there's a story, I want to experience the story. I want to take my time. Like I like I'm probably the worst player. Like Borderlands is a great example to me. Like Borderlands, I love. I fucking love Borderlands. I'll play through that like a million times. I don't give a shit. My first time, that's all me. Because I'm going to scour every inch of everywhere, mm-hmm. looking for loot, looking for everything that I can, looking for hidden shit, listening to every single prompt, listening to all the different voice commands. Because just like, I want to experience the game. I want to get it all done. Then the second, third, fifth, 800th time I play it through, I'll, I'll sprint with you. But then like when I'm playing it my first time, I'm not moving. I'm not moving away. If someone's talking to me, I'm talking to them. Or we're, I'm hanging out. Where like uh, Chris, your brother, for example, is one of the ones we've talked about before. He doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, whatever that nope. next little like emblem shows up, I'm running towards it. That's not me. That's not what I do. And then it, it, like just so I get it. Like unless you can find a bunch of like like minded people like that. I don't know. It's not my And that thing. makes sense. Mm-hmm. First month, I'd be perfectly fine with that. But ugh, six yeah. months for, later, uh, two, that's... one or two months, understandable. Six months. That's that hurts. Tough still. Yeah, it hurts a bit. Yeah. All right. Well, that's news, everybody. We were through the news. That took us. That took us about an hour. That's not bad. That's pretty good. It's about That's standard. Uh, I think that we're gonna have uh, a pretty light what we're playing section, though. <laughs> not me. I played a fuck ton of games. A fuck ton of new games? Because I played a bunch of games, but nothing really new. <laughs> I played all new games. Yeah, I did. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll start off. We'll end with you then, Jason. Like that's cool. the that's the big set. Uh, so we'll go to Chris. Who I know you played a new game. I did. I played some new games. A couple new games. Some really old games that I haven't talked about before. And some games we have talked about before. Um, but one, I did get a review copy for Myth of Empires. Which is like a survival type game. Kind of like Valheim or um, as Brother Ender. Kind of kind of like a Rust. Um, he didn't play it very, very long. But um, I'm about a few hours into it so far. Uh so you start out, you're basing your kind of on where you got nothing. You grab some grass from that you get from bushes, um, there's some sticks and stones off the ground, make some stuff as you kind of do. Um, there's a quest system in there. So there's a lot of little short quests like, hey, do this, collect this grass, make some rope, then do this, build some armor sets or whatever, and 
So a little quick thing, so you're just kind of knocking those out as you're getting yourself and kind of building a house. It kind of teaches you that you level up like I'm in like two hours. I was already level like 15. Um, so you definitely level up pretty quickly. You can get some points, um, different skill trees for weapons, mining, wood chopping, um, proficiency points to kind of speed that up a little bit, uh, unlocking different recipes. That's all kind of there for you. Um, I haven't, again, like I have a few hours in this game. I'm not even anywhere near what there is in the trailer for it, but it looks like you can actually build out a guild, like city, get some people underneath you, like some NPCs underneath you, do some siege warfare. So the trailer makes it look really awesome. Um, right now it's, um, again, kind of slow, but also kind of quick paced in that you're getting all these quests. Uh, very forgiving so far, unlike Valheim, where you're going to die a lot right off the bat. Um, this one, not so much. Um, so I'm enjoying it a little bit. Um, it's good to just hop in, knock out some quick cool quests because they don't really take very long. Um, and just kind of mess around with it. Building seems pretty straightforward, a lot easier than, say, Valheim, which I've played plenty of and have talked about. Um, so that's one I did get a review copy for. Um, another game that got mentioned for review copy, but it's on Xbox Game Pass. I'm like, we're good, we all get that. So, uh, that I did on stream. Took me three hours to beat, which is XO one, where you're on like these different planets like around like Jupiter, like the moons, kinda of stuff like that, and go through Jupiter and you're this weird spaceship thing where you're a ball and then you can become heavy, so you drop down, try to build up speed, and then you can also like kinda of find yourself in a glider and just kinda of glide or dive down. Very, very beautiful game. Um the goal is really just going and you get to this light point and jump and get catapulted off to next world uh so you're looking for a very chill experience it's definitely there for you um but again it's kind of like a walking simulator where you're just kind of okay cool concept with you know your spaceship thing very light on story there would be like a little bit like some tech stuff like in between the worlds but not much there for that kind of just eh, <laughs> kind of fun for a little bit and then you're like all right cool I uh, don't think I'm going to play that one again. The XO or X, like, zero? XO, one. E-X-O, space. Oh, okay. XO, one. Yes, XO, one. There we go. The way the way you were saying it, it sounded like, a, like it was XO, one, like that. So that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, it's three hours. Very beautiful game. Um, to get right into that, someone who had just beat it for their second time, because it her boyfriend got a forward play and she's like, I got to share this with the people. So then she streamed it and then ran to us, which she had, I think it was her first time bringing into us. Like, Hey, someone else is playing this game. So, uh, did you look at the name of the developer for this game? Uh, yes. Expletive. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> that is a great name for your development studio. I'm sorry. Yes. That is awesome. I love it. <laughs> Expletive. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> uh yeah in the end of the game not to kind of spoil it did get a little trippy and both of us are like what the hell is this game like dude i don't know man i don't know if what i'm doing is right or not i don't know <laughs> i don't know what to do it's kind of like the the airplane game tiny wings i guess is that what you're talking about whatever so whatever no, that one where you're flying an airplane and it's just a mechanics or like a like a physics-based like simulator basically yeah 
That's kind of what it yeah, seems like to me. Basically what it is, yeah. World build and physics based and you're just kind of like flying around and exploring. Like I, I could see that as being something that could just be fun to play for a few hours here and there. Yeah. Um, so I did that. Beat I mean, it's pretty. Three hours. It's definitely pretty. It's very pretty. It's a, it's a pretty game. Not going to lie. Very pretty game, yeah. Um, and then going back to that Xbox Game Pass EA Play thing is I jumped into Mass Effect Andromeda. Game that's that, right. I know, forgot about this. Had its issues. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll try it out. It's not. I mean, it's not free. Me nothing. It's free. It's it's free. Cost me you might as well. Yeah. It's it's only so, costing you having basically malware on your computer. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, you know, I've been enjoying it. It's Mass Effect, so and it's doing this kind of whole new thing. Your new galaxy, new characters. So you got. Kind of new thing there. Um, obviously, you know, it wasn't a great launch. There's graphical glitches. I haven't ran anything game-breaking, but definitely graphical glitches. I got. Oh, you'll run into the game-breaking stuff eventually. Yeah. That I much I know that. is that you will run into the game-breaking stuff. They did not patch all of that out. They couldn't. No, it, was, I, it was that prevalent. Yeah, I think they just <laughs> kind of gave up. It's like, nope. So I was like, well, I'll mess around with it. It's, it's enjoyable. Um and then Steam Autumn Sale has been going on, so part of that I did pick up Red Dead Redemption 2. So I played, started playing that for a little bit recently. Oh, you never play played our Red Dead Redemption, man? No, because he didn't have he dude. didn't have a PS uh, PS4 for us to like hooked up that you, we could give him that copy. Yeah, but he gets to play it with ray tracing. Yeah, and well, the game already fucking looks good, man. So hey, oh, also, it looks beautiful yeah. with ray tracing, man. I've seen it. That game yeah. is amazing. And <laughs> kind of the first thing I did after it got downloaded was download reshade to make it look even better. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> the computer, the computer can kind of handle it. I mean, it can handle about half a podcast for streaming, so you know, yeah. it can definitely handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because that was like this is a new thing that cropped up on Saturday where it just freezes, no blue screen, no reboot, just locks up. It's like, uh, oh, so it's it. it's now just stopped blue screening. It's finally just gone. Like, we're not even getting to the blue screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jason was like mid like this. That's what I'm telling you, man. Yours was better. Time. You had this dumbass look on your face. Like, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Jason slowing down. Uh, so. Obviously, yeah, that's one of the older ones I played. Um, the 8-bit Miata, 8-bit MX-5, is now in Forza Horizon 5. Has a couple option you can get, so I did download that, obviously. Uh, I, my buddy, uh, Nick, um, from Clean Productions, who made it for me in Forza Horizon 3, recently uploaded it to Forza Horizon 5, so you can, if you search the description 8-bit, you will find it for the NA, the, I think in the game it's the 94, uh, Masa Miata can drive it too. I got to go do it now. I got to go do That's it. That's Chris's car. I, I am totally going to get that though now that I can get the that I can get that Miata. But that is Chris's Miata, pre putting the Ivy at first decal on the side. Yes. Yes. So uh, it's still got the the original door decal yep. that he that he got that he got it with. But that is his Miata. So you can go on. Add that skin to your Mazda Miata. That is the best Miata that you can have on the game. Yes. And <laughs> right there. Roll cage and everything because it's got a roll cage, everybody. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, obviously a little more Goose Goose Duck. Played some code names. Um, 
and tried my hand at Dungeons and Dragons, old school tabletop <laughs> style. <laughs> nice, dude. With me. Yeah. With me. The one and shot. It was... Spooky uh, DMing for first time because she, she reached her donation goal for, was it Step Up? Step Up. Yes. Spooky does Step Up. We do Extra Life. Spooky does Step yep. Up, which ours is for the children. Spooky's is for the vets. And she's active military, so you know, applaud yep. that. She's sticking with sticking with what what it is that she likes, and I'm I'm totally fine with that. It's like that yep. that helps people also that she cause. knows. Yep. Yeah, yep. both are honorable, of course. Yeah. So she DM'd then play that with you. So with my drunk halfling monk. Oh, drunk, perverted halfling monk that constantly wanted to fuck a sheep and sometimes apes. And sometimes apes. Oh, but, uh, Chris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is honestly what happened. If you go back onto our VOD, because I was streaming it. Uh, yeah, this is what happened <laughs> during that match. <laughs> we won. <laughs> there actually was a real... Okay, so that was uh, one of the D&D campaigns, because that was a one-shot that I did, too. It's a little long because there were a lot of people like Chris that hadn't played D&D before. So there was a lot of explaining. Spooky's never DM'd before, too. So this was her very first DM. And she did a great job. It's just that yep. they take a little long because there's a lot more explanation that goes on with it. And some of the turns took a really long time. Like, I sat inside of a hut that we thought that we had to go and chase the bad guy into. And then magically he appeared on the other side of the thing. And we're like, all right, well, next turn, you and I, we're going to head out there. And we're going to go fight him. And then 25 minutes later, we're like, man, it's feeling real nice and safe in this hut with all that fucking <laughs> bullshit going on out there. <laughs> we still like so many things happened in one turn. We're just like sitting there we're like, man, yeah, I think I hear something going on out there. But it, it took a long time per turn. But there was a lot of really good like stuff going on. And there was a yeah. lot of really good use of a lot of really well-made characters. So, but it was, it was definitely a very fun campaign. Six hours was a little long, but <laughs> I missed, I missed tub time. I missed bedtime. <laughs> and then went an hour after the kid's bedtime, <laughs> all in something that was supposed to end before or like right at dinner time. <laughs> I like so. how this is just like an allegory for this generations of abandoning dad. My dad went out for cigarettes and never came back. My dad entered a D&D campaign and never and came never back. Came back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything My else to talk about, she... Chris? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's all I play. <laughs> okay. Then we'll keep talking about that because then I can segue on to the other stuff. But yeah, it was... It was fun. Uh, and we played, God, what was it? It was like, uh, I forget the name of the campaign now. Um, but it basically, it was like we were, we, there was like some magical sheep that had been turned, or that was actually a, an elf wizard that was turned into a sheep from the true polymorph wand. And we had to fight off a bunch of wolves and an orc and then go kill a bunch of apes, a bed dragon. <laughs> And then uh, fight the thing. It, I found it fucking hilarious that it's like we finally hit our stride at the final boss. It's like it took forever for them to kill the bed dragon, like mo like a few turns, and that one that one really long like twenty plus minute turn that we're just sitting there like do 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 what the fuck is going on here? And then we get to the final boss, and it was all done in one turn. <laughs> wow! Wow! I mean, it helped it. He spawns like right next to me is where is where like he, he pops up and I'm like, 
All right. Okay. So my fighter swings once. Okay. That's a 23. Okay. All right. That's uh Oh, that's 17 damage. Okay. Now my fighter swings again. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a crit. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody else is just like, it's, it's, you know, six on one, five on one at that point, And everyone oh, yeah. just pinpoints and Spooky's like, Oh, okay. I didn't think that was going to go that quickly. <laughs> then well, shenanigans ensued of where we wanted to loot the, we wanted to loot the house of, that they were at and the house was really the the wizard's house and i'm like fuck that i want to loot it i want shit <laughs> even though i'm not going anywhere with this character <laughs> i want to loot some stuff <laughs> but uh so that brings me to we run a normal DD campaign here on our twitch channel uh twitch.tv slash i made it first every sunday uh in which case spooky is one of the characters or one of the streamers that that is a character with me, uh, which is one of the reasons why we were, why she was doing this D and D campaign. Cause there was quite a few of us that like had set up and like, I played in along with Chris, um, Nori, who's an, who's another player that's with us, uh, was helping her DM because he DM some other stuff as well too. Um, but I forgot to talk about on our last podcast, how we royally fucked our DM like badly. <laughs> <laughs> We got in. Well, one, I got three really strong beers deep in, uh, and two, we were like, I talked about a lot of other stuff, and I was like, oh man, I really forgot to talk about this, and I needed to talk about it, so I'm gonna talk about it on this one. So we're on episode or uh, session thirteen right now. Around session eleven is when we had what was supposed to be kind of like a mini boss prelude going up to the the main boss, and our DM whale was going to like hardcore jrpg the shit out of this he was he was doing the the standard trope of bosses there boss goes ah you guys aren't important enough for me i got better things to do and he's gonna fly off in this case he's gonna fly off on his eagle because it's D D, and he he summons uh uh shit forget he summons a big ass monster i forget which one it was uh and then summons an ogre and like he's got these other like like high-powered orcs there to fight us off or to fight us and we're all like, okay, that's fine. Oh, he's got to wait a turn for the eagle to be summoned. Then he's got to mount the eagle. Then he's got to fly off, and his eagle flies thirty feet per or uh, thirty feet per turn. And I have a warlock that can shoot eldritch blast three hundred feet in range. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And you're going nowhere. We forgot that one of our characters okay, was was an asimer and could fly. <laughs> <laughs> so we get into this battle and uh we, we come up with a strategy i'm like okay i'm sticking back like way far back like i can cover you guys if necessary but i'm gonna stick way far back because i can literally hit anything from anywhere and it doesn't really fucking matter <laughs> <laughs> and uh and the asimer who's done who's played by alpha yokai uh is like all right i'm gonna fly you guys concentrate on the big monster and uh you know heal every now and then because we have a healer <laughs> and like and we're just gonna fucking like pound on this guy whenever possible and then everybody else like threw in a couple of things like one of our uh uh, uh we have a, a construct barbarian that realized that basically has kratos's hand or kratos's axe from the newer god of war where he could just throw it and it returns back to him <laughs> he's like oh <laughs> and it counts as it counts as standard melee damage shit yeah <laughs> so every oh once in a while God. he'd throw one in so he's he's got this he's got a, a cube of force which he was hoping was gonna like solve all his problems because cube of force can stop uh melee damage or it can stop 
uh, physical projectiles. It can either stop magical projectiles. It can stop like gases and air from permeating. It can stop physical things. Like all you have to do is expend certain amounts of P of uh, bits on it. So he was like, people around me, no one can enter. And then I start pelting him with Eldritch Blast. <laughs> He's like, shit, okay. <laughs> All right, well, this is done. All right, so now I'm, go I'm gonna do, so he can't attack me. And then they come in and they start fucking attacking him. And he flies off. The Acemer is like flying after him, still attacking. He was like, shit, okay, well, uh, this one's gonna make it so that these other ones can't do it. And I'm like, Okay, well, I'm still gonna fucking keep shooting him then. Now that my now that my spells can come through, he gets at the very edge of the map, and even then, I'm like, dude, I can still hit you for like another five turns. <laughs> you're you're still only like 120 feet away from me. I could I could do this all fucking day. <laughs> and then finally, I attack him with uh with a, a very high powered spell. I'm like, fine, I'm gonna use my last spell shot spell slot because Eldritch Blast is a uh, is a cantrip. It doesn't matter how many fucking times I do it. And I fucking knock him down. Like after we'd already done like 150 points of damage, I think. And I knock him for another like 33. And he's like, fuck, he's dead. He's like, I fucking hate you all. <laughs> fuck you guys. He's dead. Are you are you happy now? He's dead. We killed the monster. We uh, The ogre, halfway through the battle, he realized that we'd done so much damage on him that... Uh, that he used a spell to make the ogre like enthralled with him. He's like, well, shit, I would have like, I should have been doing concentration checks with how much you guys have been hitting me. There's no way I would have made all my concentration checks. So that ogre is just, he's just going to wander off now. <laughs> we killed all but one of his orcs. We incapacitated one and took it hostage. And then to add insult to injury to poor whale, Alpha goes... <laughs> Alpha goes to loot the body and rolls a fucking nat twenty. Yep. <laughs> so he's like, he's powers. like, we're gonna we're gonna have to do the loot afterwards. We're like, no, we should do the loot now. He's like, no, we're gonna have to do the loot afterwards. And then what? Uh, then uh, Omni's like, oh yeah, well probably didn't write what the loot was because he didn't think that we were gonna kill him. <laughs> like, right. oh yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, bud. <laughs> so afterwards, in the next session, I my character because it's the magic. The magic caster ends up with the cube of force, ends up with a uh, a scroll of level three fireball, a scroll of darkness, and a scroll of healing. <laughs> we end up with a, a a plus one battle axe that goes to Omni. We end up with a really fucking great like fire sword that goes to the Asimer. <laughs> We're all just like, all right. <laughs> Then, oh yeah, then we sold the orc that we had uh, to the army that had conscripted us for our 500 platinum. That's that's how much the the goal was for this, or the bounty was to bring back his head. It was 500 platinum, which we weren't supposed to get this early in the game. <laughs> right. We You've sell we sell his uh, we sell his his general orc for a new fucking uh, carriage. <laughs> so that we could all like ride in style <laughs> to the next area <laughs> is fucking great i'm sorry this might be the nerdiest segment that we've done of what i'm playing but i swear to god it was so fucking fun <laughs> that's amazing just watching and hearing like all of these like mechanics because during the entire time we're like attacking he's like stop it's like please stop guys we're like nope <laughs> we're going for it he's like please please stop we're like nope sorry well <laughs> nope <laughs> this you ain't made happening. this decision and this he's is D &D flying man. he's flying parallel to me i have to shoot him 
if I don't, that's bad storytelling. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's right up there with why didn't Gandalf just have the eagles fly them all to fucking Mordor? Because the eagles wouldn't want to do that. They're not in yes, the battle. The no, e they, no, they weren't even part of that. a battle at that point. If the they eagles were, were going to save them, why couldn't eagles they fly are not gonna, them there? No, you're not going to tell them that, hey, go fly into this like dangerous area for no goddamn reason because we just want you to. They're not going to do that. They flew into a dangerous area to save them for no goddamn reason other than to, to save, save their them, stupid to lives. To save some people, sure, sure. Yeah, okay, to save yeah, the world. We owe you a favor. We owe you a favor. No, they didn't go out there to save the world. They give a, a fuck favor? about the world. He did the same they, thing in the They don't the give a fuck about the world. They don't give a fuck about the world. They were there being like, okay, fine. We'll go get the damn the damn things. And they brought three of them to bring back Smeagol as well. And, you know, Smeagol was kind of dead. Spoilers. Bullshit. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> All right. So beyond D&D, &D, uh, because I that's three stream sessions at that point now in between the last podcast because i do i do D, &D weekly on sundays and then we had the saturday one uh i played it takes two with uh dreamy the nightmare which is actually a fun game i mean yeah. it's totally convoluted and bullshit uh, and it does require two people to play it cool. but it works well hence the name uh it works well uh it doesn't uh it didn't we didn't have any connectivity issues at all and dreams is across the u.s so that worked extremely well. Uh, and I did like that they added in like little mini games that you guys could go head to head. So it's like in the middle of the story, you can kind of look off and see something and you run up and you activate it. And it's like, oh, it's a mini game. And you either go head to head on a certain thing or like you're doing target practice or anything like that for it. So it adds like a little extra thing of like competitiveness in inside all of the like helping each other. Um, it's a little fucked up on the story. Not gonna lie, it's a little weird um very very strange and realistically horrible people all around it's a fun game and it's free on game pass so if you have game pass you should pick it up uh i also went through one two three and reach of the halo series <laughs> with dreams and a couple of other people uh both on our stream and and on other streams for it we just kind of like went through it over like a week and a half um nice and easy i'm gonna be 100 percent honest Halo 3 was a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. Like, it went bing, Halo bang, bang, short. It was like, boom, yeah, done. I was forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. One's, one's good. Two's forever. Three is just like, wait, what? What? And, uh, yeah. And oh, I'm going to be honest. Exist. Playing, and playing that game, I have no idea what the fuck happened. And we didn't even skip, like, cutscenes or anything like that. I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Like, did I miss something because I was playing with somebody else? Plant monster god. I, I guess. It, it was weird, but yes, that whole that whole thing, man. Jumping through buttholes in that game was weird, especially considering like they've upped the resolution on them. <laughs> uh, there were some major issues uh, on mine and other people's computers, though, with the upscaling on those games. No matter what you did, you had to. We had to drop down to to regular Halo graphics quite a few times because it would just start stuttering on us, no matter what. And it was at the same point with multiple people running 2060, 2070, like good good video cards that really shouldn't have problems with it. See, what they meant by Halo Co-op being available by May, they meant Halo Everywhere Co-op, not just Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, so I played that and that's, like I haven't done a whole lot of like newer games. Um, I'm waiting for a, a review copy of a game that I don't want to talk about right now because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> waiting for that to come and i'm i'm also at a point where i'm going to start playing some solo games <laughs> that need to 
that need to be played that need to be played. So I'm going to do those. But Jason, you did I play games? I don't even know if I played games. Or I don't know. I don't think you, you play played games? any games. We just ate a bunch of fucking um, turkey together. That's oh god, we, we ate so much turkey. Good job on the turkey, by the way, Eric. Too man. I yeah. I was telling I was talking told Chris about this before the podcast started. I'm like I totally thought I fucked up that turkey, like hardcore. <laughs> At one point, I was measuring parts of the thighs, and they were like 189. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be bad. I'm like, why is the this part of the thigh 189 and the fucking breast is still 150 i'm like this doesn't make any sense but and it finished like way early so i had to hold it at 170 in the oven for quite a long time (laughs) so thankfully it made its way to jason's with its delicious smoky goodness gravy in hand as well way better smoked the turkey see last year's if it wasn't so salty because of the the rub would have been way better because it had more smokiness to it. I wish that this one had a little bit more smokiness. That's that's all. The, otherwise, this gravy was definitely far superior to last year's. Anyways, games, not foods. Games. 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 All right. Games. Um, all right. Space. Played, games. Space. Played, played a few games uh, uh, over the holiday weekend that we just had and stuff like that. Um, Black Friday was... Uh, few good deals that i talked about uh last episode as well that i decided to pick up and, and try out uh but first and foremost what i'd like to do is call out uh um an indie dev game first and that is team 17 who has done um worms series is what they're really known for but they also did neon abyss and then golf with friends which is what we've all done multiple times on oh, our same uh, streaming same, i forgot about that yeah same people that made neon yeah. abyss love that game mm-hmm a great game. Uh, they made a game called Before We Leave, and it is a very chill resource management uh, um, uh, strategy game. Uh, kind of think like Settlers of Catan if you're playing by yourself, but you can take it to space. <laughs> and Spice! Um, they do a great job of making a overall chill resource management game where you're building a city, you're planning out your course, you're planning out what you want to do, you know, building up buildings for people to live in, farms, uh, um, building oil refineries and shit like that, dealing with pollution, dealing with electricity, and then you have to, like, expand off your island. And the game starts off, it's very, like, octagonal. The You're on an island. You have one island that you're on. You explore the island, you build up your city and stuff like that. And it's just like, hey, we're getting too big for this island, you should build a ship. So you build, like, a boat. And it's just like, all right, let's go off. And as you go off, the octagon starts like expanding on out and turning into a globe. And it gets very circular. Like, so you're kind of looking at this as a globe aspect as if you're looking at a planet. And you find other islands to take over. And you build up other things. Then you should up, set up a shipping routes between the two because you don't need to build steel refinery on both islands. You have a steel refinery over there. Let's just bring steel over. And you're building up all these different trade routes. Then you discover on one of the then you continue to grow. And you go expand out. And you find out the entire the entire planet. That planet is only like three islands. So you go to the third island and you find out, hey, wait, there's a... <laughs> destroyed rocket ship here maybe we could repair this so you go in through and you start building up all your resources to build uh the rocket ship and then as far as i've gotten so far you then blast off into space and go to another planet to then start all over again but you have to maintain all your planets together so it real quickly goes from just like hey you know don't starve to hey you know galactic empire <laughs> real fast that you have don't to start maintain. the galaxy yeah don't starve the yeah. galaxy yeah and it's very low-key it's, it's 
it's very chill. I mean, this is a fantastic game to just kind of be like, blast some tunes, Wait, just did play you just the game say and have chill some fun. and galactic domination all in the same I mean, there's paragraph? no enemies. There's nothing to really like <laughs> oh, okay. take on. It's, it's very much just like go out and conquer at your leisure. Like it's it's not like the the story behind it is that you are emerging out of a bunker after a galactic war. And so there's like uh, disassembled and broken down buildings all over the places and iron like machines all over the place that you're harvesting for iron and concrete to build your own shit. So it's very post-apocalyptic, but obviously post-galactic apocalyptic, because as you continue to expand those that is still out there. So that's what the storyline is. But it's very much just relaxing, like, hey, you know, get your resources where you're doing, shutting up, setting up your shipping lines and stuff like that. Very fun. I mean, I, I've had fun. If you like resource management, if you like just city planning in general, it's a great game just for that with little stress. I mean, there's you got to maintain happiness of your people and like all just like that. But as long as you're not being like an absolute dick, super easy to do. And it, it's just a matter of like getting your resources where they need to be and taking over the galaxy type thing. So looking to see, looking forward to see how far they take this. And that is again, before we leave by team 17, it's on game pass. So check it out. It's super free and super fun to play. I've enjoyed it. Um, over uh, black Friday deals. Um, I picked up uh, village and the last of us part two um, last of us part two. Ah. I, I know I've been meaning to play it forever and uh, village. I same thing, been meaning to play forever as well. So I dived, I dove right into a village first. No dive. Use, use bad grammar. Use bad grammar. I dived, dived. I dived, did, dived, did, 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 I unswam into it um, where uh, picked it up. Uh, it's a continuation of seven. So if you liked the, uh, if you liked the first person view and style of Resident Evil 7, uh, um, then you'll pick it right back on up. And, and it's what, the same uh, that... guy, too, right? Yeah, it's a direct right? continuation. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it, it but, it, but like continuation like, is like right, the same main character and everything. Yeah. Yep, everything, everything's right in line. It picks up right in the storyline, goes straight from the end of 7 to 8. And uh, they did a great job. Uh, if I have to say anything, I'm going to try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible because I know it people haven't played it all eric um but i've watched uh, too much now and i'm like fuck like right, I, okay, i've been spoiled by a lot of it in my opinion this is one of the more narratively uh, intriguing storylines for resident evil so far in their newer renditions Especially obviously one, two, and three. the intro like section of why it is that you're going there like what happens to the family and everything like that i was just like what yeah, there's more twist to that, but um, yeah. yes, um, I mean, first five minutes, your entire family basically gets kidnapped and murdered. So, and you're just like, "Fuck!" By a do. friendly person. Yeah, exactly. By, <laughs> by, yeah, who you assume is a very friendly person. So, yes, <laughs> um, there's obviously good twists into that, and they even go further. There's there's at least three twists that I wasn't anticipating from this game. Twist. It, yeah, like three of them, including who you play as, the game style that goes to it, and the final ending of it all. It, it, it was narratively one of the better Resident Evils that they've released in, in the most recent time. Obviously, 1, 2, and 3, still classic, still the best Resident Evils that you can possibly play. 4 was fun. Code Veronica, 5, 6, we just don't really need to talk about too often. Mm -hmm. 7 was okay, but it was out there. And then I enjoyed Code fantastic. Veronica. 
Code Veronica was different. Code Veronica was a lot of fun to play because just like, what the fuck is going on narratively yeah. and into the like canon of the world of Resident Evil makes god awful no sense. Yes, but it was a fun game. It was, <laughs> you wonder why it was fun? It's because you played as the best fucking character in all of Resident Evil, which is Claire. Claire's yep. the best character in Resident Evil, and why they don't build up her storyline more boggles my mind. It's just like Chris was fine. I get why they're going with Chris because he stars, but Claire was far more dynamic of a character. She had no fucking clue what was going on. She's just a cool ass chick, and she just murders people with no volition. I, I honestly person. think that they have a problem with making a female character the lead. Like they Personal did it. Zero, for, they had a. a, a yeah, but and, and I, th I think that they like sat there and I, I think that any sales woes that they had with the previous games and whatnot, they attributed to the female characters and not the fact that Co Veronica was a GameCube only game for the longest fucking time. Um, God, so what I else? Disagree, disagree. No, no, I, no, no. Because I, two, but two, look they what had they've done. And Claire, and no, then no, three, but, they had Jill. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that they haven't had a female lead in for fucking ever, and I well, think that they're attributing had, like the split. Yeah, I, I think that they're attributing like any type of sales woes and just being like it's the female lead thing. We have to go with the male character. Like that's what we have to do. Which it's dumb, in my opinion. I. I but I'm saying, like, Code Veronica was a GameCube only game for the longest time. And how many people fucking own GameCubes? First of all, this is how awful wrong you are. Code Veronica was a Dreamcast or Dreamcast, game. not GameCube. Oh. Sorry, yes, Dreamcast, yes, not GameCube. Sorry, but Sega, not not Nintendo. But it was it was a Dreamcast game. And how many people owned a fucking Dreamcast? I did, and it was one of the best ones that had the VMU that actually displayed your health on it. That was barely anybody owned a fucking Dreamcast. <laughs> Jason is what we're getting <laughs> at. It it, but, it was a fun console, but it was hard to code for, and there were so many like other issues with it that and its price point when it came out, like so many problems with the that game. That game has Dreamcast. tons of problems. Narratively, it has no idea where it fits anywhere. It makes no sense. The storyline's stupid. The 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 fit of how that game plays isn't the same as anything else that they've done up until that point in time. It it, it had no point of being yes. a Resident Evil game. I'm saying that I think, though, the reason why they haven't had a main female lead in a very long time is because... Very long time. It's been two games. It's been literally two games. They had a female character lead in Resident Evil 5. All right, maybe three games. But they had a female character lead in 5. In 6... Oh, lead. 4 didn't have one at all. 4 was a four fucking was escort mission with a with a with an idiot fucking girl. That three was, three was just Jill... Two was split with Leon again. So, I mean, Leon needed yeah. his own thing. Fine. And the the, the single game that they gave uh, um, uh, Claire was Code Veronica, and that sucked. And I so, love that yeah. Jason's like, I, I don't understand why they don't have Claire, and I'm trying to give a reason. He's like, no, you're fucking stupid. They've had they've had so many other female leads. And I'm like, I'm saying, Because though, that's that not the I reason why, in my opinion. That's not, I think that they're choosing to ignore Claire just because they don't know how to write for her because she's just too good. And they don't, they, that's why they, they brought out Ethan, who's in seven and eight, to be like, uh, the best part about Resident Evil, to be honest, is you shambling around being like, I don't know what's going on. Because the second that it's just like, I know what the fuck I'm doing and I'm going to be a badass killer, then that doesn't become a Resident Evil game. It becomes a Call of Duty Zombies game. And that's the problem. And so that's why they're like, we can't go that way because Claire now is too good. 
She's she, you can't now have Claire be like, what's going on? You want to eat my brains? Like it just wouldn't narratively fit me. She'd be like, I know what the fuck's happening here. Shoot him in the goddamn head, and I'm gonna go find another puzzle key that looks like a club for some fucking reason. Who designed this goddamn power plant? Okay, one. <laughs> okay, I see where you're going with this, but two. You could have thrown Claire in with a fucking storyline of vampires and werewolves, and then she would have gone like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Vampires and werewolves? <laughs> okay, also, She's Lady Dimitrescu, or I can never say her name. Dimitrescu. D- as far Lady as them D. being vampires, I, as far as them being D's. vampires, I am kind of like, meh on that, just because it wasn't that they needed to only drink blood, it's just that they needed flesh, and obviously the blood was the easiest way to do it. So wasn't that technically... And that Lady D vampires. turns into a giant fucking dragon. Yeah, she turns into a giant dragon. <laughs> With her coming out of it, I mean, all of the boss like morphs were just absolutely over the top ridiculous just to be that. That's way. how they were in seven, too. Yes. Well, seven of the boss morphs were absolutely fucking ridiculous as well i mean that, that that's that's this world that we're in right now with the yeah. cordo or whatever that that uh uh the mold variant that they're saying is stemmed umbrella company where all the the virus the um researchers coming from because yeah. seven and eight were building up like hey here's the history of where umbrella came from and the the truth of where cordo really or the t-virus was built wasn't just like it was modified it was stemmed from this mold that they found in this town in the village and uh same thing with the werewolves it was another transformation not necessarily werewolfies but anyway um i digress uh um fantastic (laughs) game for half of it the second half of it quickly does actually turn into call of duty zombies where it's more of a first person shooter game than it is a, a resident evil game i my biggest disappointment is that Lady D and that whole thing that they built up so much is literally barely a fifth of the game. Like it's the first fifth of the entire game. And then you kill her and it's just like, good job. Now move on to the rest of the game, which is cool. Like I was taken aback. I was like, oh, neat. I'm glad. That's the right way to do it narratively from a spoiler free set. It's like you put in like this and then you realize like, oh, she's not more to do. Yeah. Except except her storyline and her world, let's just say her level set, was so perfect and so Resident Evil that the rest of it just absolutely was not. Uh, the second area you go to was just a walking simulator segment only, which was easily the most terrifying if you wanted to go from a horror aspect, but was still not Resident Evil-ish because now that I don't have any inventory, there's nothing I can do at all, and I'm just walking sim to solve puzzles, which again... The most terrifying, closest to PT that I could put it if I were to actually put in anything, and probably the most quote unquote scary part. But then the uh, uh, third, fourth, and fifth segments are straight up just, yeah, you know, shoot. If you find a key or something like that, you may do some backtracking, but it's not Resident Evil on the fact of just like you just found some weird ass shit. Now you have to figure out what this goes to. There's not really any puzzles, just like, hey, make your way through this zombie infested area or you know these guys have drills on their arms deal with it it, it, it just that kind of lost a little bit that being said it was still a very fun game just to me not the, the resident evil that i know and love of being like hey healing's part of it but that should really be to me for resident evil secondary first should be the puzzle and the figuring out of what you need to do and where you need to go next Secondary should be killing. That's how it was for the first two thirds. No, not even two thirds. First two fifths was just figuring out what you were going to do. The rest was just like, cool. Now you're just killing. And 
having your store accessible at any given time. I never even had to worry about my inventory at all ever. And it, it, the store was always there. You could always just go to it and trade it on out. It made it a little bit feel easy mode and cheesy that you didn't have to have that. woes. So it was like, do I really need to pick up this blue herb or any herb for that matter? Yeah. Or should I just move on? And you didn't have any of that problems. Um, with that alone though, again, like I said, narratively, I really enjoyed it. I think the storyline was there, what they did, the twists that were enough for from uh, back and forward, uh, what you got to play, especially towards the end, a bunch of different things I was not expecting. So it was really fun and looking forward to see what they do for nine now, because they've definitely set it up for multiple, multiple sequels. Uh, eight out of 10. Village eight gets an eight because it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. It, the, really? I With that take, much back end boredom that you're just like had to still take an eight it back, out of 10? Still an eight out of 10. Just, and again, just because it was just not there as far as a Resident Evil game. Otherwise, you know, if this was like some unknown title and they're just like, hey, we have this werewolf vampire game and stuff like that, I think I would have enjoyed it a whole lot more, just being like not knowing. But I mean, Resident Evil is not meant to be a first-person shooter. You're sluggish, you know? There is a delay in the controls for that specific reason. And so when they're just like, hey, are you going to take on 30 enemies? Good luck, motherfucker. That's not what this game's made for. Now you're just chucking out grenades and like shooting. And it's just like, this isn't... I'm, I'm a house... Man, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a fat, middle-aged neat. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've crafted pipe bombs and I'm chucking them at lichens like nobody's business. That's not what this kind of game is. It's just, they had it. They had the first half, you dynamite. not lichen lichens. Not lichen lichens. Yes, exactly. <laughs> for, like, so, yeah. First half, dynamite. So good. That first boss battle with Lady D was just, everything about it was just so much fun. And then uh, it, it steadily decreases then, but it's still a fun game. Anyway, super fun. Um, Last of Us then is what I also picked up. Been playing through that. Um, I Last of Us was one of my favorite games on the PS3. And I think it was on my number one for the top 10 that year and stuff like that. And it, uh, it's still one of the endings that haunts me to this day as being just such a beautifully perfect ending of a video game franchise or not of a video game in general. And them coming back to it and retconning it a whole bunch in uh, uh, two has been both fantastic, but at the same time, kind of like, because uh, they did such a good ending. And this is what, this is why I delayed myself in picking this up for so long, because I didn't want to ruin that in any way, shape or form. And I'm not saying that they did, and that they haven't yet. I haven't beat it through yet, so I don't have a score for it. But um, they're doing a very good job. Um, this game is way more cine uh, cinematography than The Last of Us, the first one was. Um, way more storytelling than before, which is good. I think fleshing out the world is kind of important. Fleshing out the more characters that they have is also good, because obviously in the first one, there's only like three. And uh, um, so getting a little bit more of the idea of the community that you've built here is neat seeing how Ellie is dealing with her tragic loss and, and going through PTSD. her stresses as, as, as a <laughs> teenager growing up in this fucked up world where, you know, there's a casual conversation where you're riding horses with someone and they're like, Hey, so when's the first time you killed somebody? And it was just like, Oh, for me, it was like, uh, you know, I was probably like, you know, 15 or whatever. And it was like, okay, when's the first time you killed a human? And it was just like, oh, shit, now we're getting into like a real conversation because, yeah, you can kill a, a, a infected all you want and all that just like that all the time because you have to just survive. But when you kill a human, it's a bigger deal. And them talking about it and not just kind of like a like plaza 
like just being like, eh, you know, like I know you've killed a human because I've killed a human and that's just what we have to do now to survive. And then being like, yeah, I did it when I was like 10 and I was like 12. And one of them was just like, yeah, someone was going to try to rape my mom. And so I stabbed the motherfucker. And I was just like, yeah, you were 12. Good. You know what I was doing at 12? Picking my fucking nose. You know, it's just like, Jesus, this is just really good storytelling how it is and how like growing up in the, po- the apocalypse is going to be way different. I would know because I've done it like three times. You know, as a 37 year old, I've lived through about four apocalypses so far. This at least, at least, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, every one of the Darksiders game that was one, right? (laughs) Um, that's 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 three. Like, is that it? We lived through Y2K, lived through all that stuff. Um, I think I can. Y2K, the non-apocalypse apocalypse. The one where we all sat there at midnight. Actually, sorry. We all sat there at midnight the day before and just sat there and watched Australia. And went, well, nothing happened. <laughs> at least that's what the smart people did. <laughs> Y2K for me was 16. So that was that was a weird time because I was just like, I, I'm ready to go like party. <laughs> and everyone was I was partying. <laughs> yeah, I was 18 oh. at that time. <laughs> I couldn't drive yet. Still couldn't. I, I was like... January 1st, I want to go drive. And I was like, can't, TV's closed. Fuck. <laughs> That's right, yeah, because like was... Jason's birthday, as we I think we've talked about before, his, his birthday is January 1. So we generally have a good party for his birthday because that is his birthday. And also the celebration of the world going around the sun one more time. But, you know, that's beside the point. <laughs> Anything else, Jason? Again. No, I think that's. Uh, I think that's it. I like there was, I think uh, there was something else I played for sure, but I can't remember off the top of my head, so it must not be that important. Wasn't that memorable? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for the IBA First podcast. We know that you have many choices in podcasts, and apparently you chose wrong and listened to us. But thank you anyways for joining us. Uh, you can find us at Twitch.tv/slash IBA First, where we stream the podcast uh, when we record. Uh, we also do cutscene and patch notes on Twitch every Monday roughly Monday or Tuesday uh, at about 8.30, 8.45 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, you can also watch us stream, as we've talked about. We do lots of streaming on here, D&D and many other things throughout that time period as well. Uh, but you can also find us at uh, com or ibiff.co to find every one of our podcasts uh, on the respective platforms that it is that you want to listen to them on. Uh, I would almost said watch, but you don't watch them on those ones. You only watch it on Twitch, uh, but that's beside the point. Uh, you can also find us Facebook, I beat it first, Tom, Twitter, I beat it first, Instagram, I beat it first, and everything else, I beat it first. Uh, again, go to ibeatitfirst.com for up-to-date news. Every now and then we write articles, but for the most part, it's just podcasts that go on there now. Um, but, I mean, we spend an awful lot of time talking during these yeah. that... <laughs> This is the easier platform. Nobody likes to read anyway. It's like people have forgotten how to read now, right? So why type things up when you can just regurgitate them out into a microphone for two hours? (laughs) That's about it. All right. But thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, People who are watching us on Twitter, please stick with us for a minute while uh, we end everything and we will raid out. Uh, But... Without further ado, oh, I suck at games.com. Don't forget. Oh, yes. oh yes, make sure you go There's to I suck at games.com, which is basically us, and lonelyhouseplants.com. Without further ado, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>